You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast. Adam Tarno here in studio with Chris Harper. Uh, So Chris, last episode, we were talking about the ultimate man, King Jesus, and how we can live with no reputation. And uh, it was all about not letting the hype go to our head. We talked about how you and I peaked in high school and uh, (laughs) let some hype go to our head. Uh, but now we're going to talk about the the other side of that, because as you mentioned in that episode, uh, to live with no reputation also means we're not going to let the hate go to our heart. Yeah. And there's so many stories that pop into my mind here, and you've got a really good one to talk about here in a moment of when you were running a school or helping out with a school during yeah. COVID, but you were at one of those schools where everybody behaved their best. The parents were awesome and just all the kind emails they sent <laughs> you, but you can tell those stories here in a second. <laughs> but I mean, I, maybe what I go back to is one of the very first times I preached at Watermark here in Dallas. And well, let me just say it this way, kind of in totality, rather than just talking about one thing. If I, if I can talk to people in a private moment and just go, I don't know if you'd believe some of the emails and some of the things that people would have said to me uh, over the years. And they're like, what? And they're just kind of flabbergasted to know that people have criticism and critique and say some really, really hurtful and sure. um, puzzling things at times. You know, I've had everything from my parenting questioned to my poor use of grammar, Mm. to a man with tears in his eyes telling me that I should probably go turn the mics back on and apologize to everyone because I just led everybody astray and away from the Lord. And then, you know, just, just the emails of people saying, why did you, like, why did you say that? Why did you choose that verse to teach this week and things like that? And so if you're not ready for those moments, they can be rather jarring, right? So we've all been through. So those are in some more public settings. Uh, There's also been a lot of things that people have said to me in my life one-on-one that have been really hurtful, whether it be my kid or a friend or um, others in my family and things like that. So the way we handle those says a lot about our character as well. So tell me about what you experienced at that school during COVID and just some of the, the hurtful and hateful things that were said. Yeah, it's such a such a real thing, right? Yeah. And and let's qualify this real quick. There there are some things that people say it's warranted. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's good. So when we talk about this today, we're talking about that unwarranted hate. Okay. That's good. That, yeah. That unwarranted discouragement, right? Um, there are a lot of things that I've done uh, that people have called me out on or they've brought to light where, where like I genuinely needed to apologize. And, and they were like, hey, man, you were a real jerk. And the reality is they don't even know. That's not the half of it. That's I was right. a real, real jerk. Yeah. Right. But today we're talking about those things where, man, you had great intentions. Your motives were right. You were trying to, to serve others, to serve the Lord even. And, and people were just mean. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are mean spirited people in the world. And I, I experienced that full on. So during COVID, I was asked to be the interim president at a Christian prep school. Right. I'll never forget the president of Texas Tech during COVID. He was a part of the the team back in the day. He worked for the State Department, Reagan's State Department, and they drafted the proposal to bring down the Berlin Wall. Mm. Okay. On record, he said bringing down the Berlin Wall was easier than running a school in the midst of COVID. Good so, so obviously I wasn't at Texas Tech or Texas A&M, but, but, yeah. but I was leading this, this Christian college prep school and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, just the amount of hate emails, uh, the amount of calls. 
I remember the country was basically shut down. The state of Texas was shutting down. And we were having graduation. So so here are these high school seniors that their whole life they waited That's for right. this, right? Yeah. Prom has been canceled. Senior trip has been canceled. Everything you look forward to has been canceled. I'm bearing the weight of that. And then it's graduation time. So I get this thought. I called the city of Arlington, Texas, and I called the mayor. And I said, hey, listen, I think I figured out a way for us to have graduation. And unbeknownst to me, we were the first high school to do it. Like others followed after that. Okay. So I rented out Levitt Pavilion okay, and hosted this massive outdoor graduation. Everything was socially distant, six feet apart, the whole nine yards, mask. I mean, I mean, I mean everything, right? Yeah. Um, it was 100 CDC guidelines in bounds. I remember the day of graduation. We're having graduation rehearsal. It's nine o'clock in the morning. My phone rings. I answer it. The guy doesn't even introduce himself, doesn't even say hello. There's no platitudes. He just says, I hope you can sleep tonight after you've killed everyone's grandparents. What? I'm like, what? Like, bro, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, what do you mean after I've killed everyone's grandparents, right? Well, by having graduation, you're going to kill everyone. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, you really don't believe that or mean that, I hope. Like, yeah. You know, I just hung up the phone, right? People can be so, so discouraging. And, and it's really bad for me. I'm a, I'm a type A personality. Like I'm a joyous personality. I love to sing right. and laugh and I, I'm always trying to boost people. Um, and I do that because I feed off that. That's right. Right. I love encouragement. Right. So to be discouraged is one of the worst things for me. Yeah. So I had to, I had to learn early on, not just at the school, but even being a public figure, um, you know, I was the pastor. I've pastored a couple of large churches. That's not easy. That's right. Right. You have to be able to take criticism, even uh, unwarranted criticism. That's right. Right. Yeah. And you can't internalize that. You can't let the hate go to your heart. And I think about mm-hmm. Jesus a lot in that. You know, Jesus didn't deserve any of the criticism he received. He didn't deserve any of the hate emails he received. He didn't deserve the sentence. He didn't deserve the punishment. Um, but even in the midst of all that, he never let it go to his heart. Even even one of his last acts, he was forgiving those who were persecuted. Yeah. Him. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable, yeah. right? And and so I often think, man, how do I how do I posture myself and and be a man of no reputation, right? Yep. That even when you're coming at me, hating on me, right? I can I can deflect that and think, man, Lord help this person, right? Yep. Help this person. Yeah, yeah. and you know, and I, even as I'm listening to us tell our stories, I, I'm thinking, gosh, we're even scratching the surface on what other listeners have probably oh experienced gosh. too. Because you and I haven't even mentioned like a hate that would come from uh, gender, race, religion, anything like that that would be unwarranted and, and a at family a, member. That's right, at a, a spouse, whole other level. A and father. So it's all of it. Yep. All of that stuff, and so. Listen, of these two, as we've talked about trying to be like Jesus and living with no reputation, not letting the hype go to our head and not letting the hate go to our heart, uh, I'd rather practice not letting the hype go to my head more than this other one. And so again, I want to ask you that same question that I did on the hype side. You know, the person that pulls you aside and says a really kind word behind the scenes, what do you you say in there to help keep your mind in the right perspective and keep your heart soft? Same thing here, you know, the, that phone call comes in or somebody critiques mm. you, uh, unwarranted criticizes, just throws a pop shot at something you said in an, yeah. at an event or says something disparaging about you on social media. What, what, what's going through your head there? What, what, what are you doing? Yeah, there's a couple of things that I've either learned or picked up practice. You know, the first is I heard R.C. Sproul years ago 
they ask him, how have you made it 40 years in ministry? And his response was so good. He said, early on, I learned to not judge people's motives. Mm. He said, I just, I just assume people have the best intentions. I heard him say that and that changed me. Right. Um, is, and I yeah. just, I just stopped judging people's motives. I stopped just assuming that I know that's what right. people are after or what yep. they want. Right. Yep. So, so that's the first thing, man. And, and I think that extends far beyond ministry, right. With your spouse, with your children, with your neighbor, with your employer, mm-hmm. you don't need to always be judging their motive. Like, that's right. like not everyone is out to get you. Yep. There are people that, that want the best for you. That's right. right? You mentioned uh, you mentioned gone with the wind in the, in the last episode, and somebody shared this phrase with me about not judging the motives that sounded like it came from gone with the wind, which is to go around and give people unconditional positive regard. Come on. And I was like, that is so poetic sounding. That's and, so good. And really bro. good. And it is. It's that idea of just, UPR. I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to, that's the modern day uh, version of it. So, but just this idea of just going like, I'm just going to give people positive regard. I'm going to assume the good motives. I'm going to treat them kindly. I'm going to be a, Hey, there you are person. I'm going to smile and be happy to, to see people and just watching how that changes, you know, not even really to manipulate or to influence is probably the better word them. It's more for your own heart in many ways of like, that's just going to make my life easier. If I don't have to wonder, sit there and go, what do they really mean by that? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So, so that's first, man. I just stopped judging people's motives. Second, man, Prayer became super important to me. Yeah. It's hard to not like be disappointed or be hurt by someone that you're always praying for. Yep. So if I had an adversary, you know, a quote unquote enemy or a thorn in my side, right? Instead of lamenting about it all the time, bro, I would just start praying for Mm -hmm. that person, praying for that family, praying for that individual, right? Praying for that moment. Uh, And it's amazing how. Not only will God soften your heart, but he'll guard your heart mm. against those individuals uh, when you're always lifting them up to him. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, you know, God's in the change business. That's right. And he'll, he'll rectify the situation. So not judging their motives, praying for them. But, but the greatest revelation I had in this was um, it actually come from a psychologist, a French psychologist who talked about pain. He mm. talked about hurt. And, you know, we, we in the West kind of deal with pain by pushing it down like bury your pain you know we all want to be stoics the um you know andrew tates and jordan petersons of the world right you know we're going to overcome that what's invictus right i'm the captain of my my fate the master of my soul right but this french psychologist said that's ridiculous pain never lays dormant so he said he said and this is so good adam he said any pain in your life no matter how old it is Pain you suffered as a child, pain you suffered in your teens, pain you suffered as an adult. Any pain in your life that's not transformed, it is ultimately transferred onto someone else. Hmm. Man, when I read that, like it did something in me. First of all, there's pain in my life that that I've not let the gospel transform. And because of such, I'm transferring that onto my children. That's good. I'm transferring that yeah. onto my spouse, my neighbors, right? Yeah. And I, I need to rectify that. But also, it helped me to where when I receive other people's hate, I receive other people's transfer, I know, man, they're hurting, and, and God hasn't transformed that hurt. That's right. Right? And and, and that's just so enlightening. It is, because then it's not about you, right? right. I mean, I, again, it sounds so, so like the hurt people hurt people. 
and just recognizing what I'm probably getting is just this regurgitation of something that's unsettled in their life. 100%. And you can just kind of, and again, now go back to what you said at first, I'm not going to judge their motives. This doesn't mean that you now need to turn around and become their therapist and help them connect those dots and go, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me turn this into a teaching moment for that's you. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Because now, now we're going to, you're probably going to come across sounding accusatory and Absolutely. be like, you know, judging their motives. Most and times then, you just need to bow out. Yeah. Like when that dude come at me, I just hung up the phone. That's right. Like he's not in a position to receive anything no, and no. I wasn't in a position to give it. That's right. Right. I'd, I'd probably end up getting a fight with a guy. That's right. 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 Yeah. So it's so good. I love that. So not judging their motives, praying for them, and then just recognizing that a lot of that pain that comes towards us is really just something that's been transferred. It hasn't been transformed yet. That's really, that's right. That's really helpful. I, you know, if I was just going to add to that list, I think for me, I'll soften it a bit, but just it was really in my relationship with feedback. Hmm. So this is more of the warranted that can be just as discouraging sometimes, sure. but just how do I have a category for feedback and really how this impacted my faith, right? That the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things, mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron, how we are to confess our sins to one another, how you walk with the wise, you grow wise, companion of wow. suffers harm. We've got all these blind spots. Chris, I had gotten to a point in my life, and I feel like this is relatively fresh, like in the last three years of some some new perspectives on it, where any bit of feedback from somebody outside of me was kind of put up on the level of God's word. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so... Like instant, you instantly internalized it. Metabolized all of it and just go, that must be true of me. Could be crushing. Could and it was it was like you're just getting thrown back and forth and you feel like you can't defend yourself because now if you're defending yourself, well now you're guilty, you're a trap center, as C. S. Lewis says, and nobody is more eloquent with their words than the trap center, right? And so I could just get in this, you know, just get so stuck in this cycle of going, but that was an outsider. And they, I have blind spots, and so they could probably see something. And through some series of conversations with some friends and just some some thinking about this, of just realizing that in many ways, like feedback, it, it is a gift yeah. that comes with a return receipt. Come on. Right? And so I can keep the gift or That's I can return the animal. gift. And like there's, like if I bought you the shirt, if I bought you a shirt, you would try it on, you'd talk to others about it. Maybe ask your wife or some friends, does this shirt look good? And if everybody's like, that shirt does not look good on you, then you can go return it. Yeah. You can be grateful for the gift, but go return it. And and I feel the same way with feedback sometimes, that feedback is really just somebody's reaction to our actions in some ways. Yeah. Now, when multiple people are giving you similar feedback, now it's being corroborated and you go, okay, there may be something here. <laughs> just attention. like, yeah, maybe right. pay attention. But the one-off <laughs> feedback dart that is really discouraging, if you're like, I mean, does anybody else say that about me? Yeah. You know, and no, they don't say that about me. And I don't think I agree with that. I think, I think it's okay. In some of those instances, just go, I'm, thank you. You, I'm going to believe you were trying to help me and uh, I'm going to return this. That's right? it, man. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's that adage, right? Eat the fish, spit out the bones. That's right. I mean, uh, but to be in that posture, to be in that mental state to receive that yes. and, and be okay. And to have the courage. I mean, it took me, like, I literally felt like I would be a sinner like to spit out the bones felt like a sin. Like, right. oh, see, I'm I'm being defensive now, and yeah. um, and so I don't know if I'm communicating all that the right way. But there was a very complicated relationship that feels relevant to this. Yeah. On not letting it all go to our heart. Yeah. And so certainly with the malintent and the you did nothing, and somebody's just going to say something hate, hateful. I love those three that you talk about with uh, not judging their motives, their prayer, praying for them, and recognizing it's coming from somebody else. 
At the same time, we don't want to let all constructive criticism go to our heart either. That, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, 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 and here's the reality, right? It's okay for someone not to like you. Like, I think that needs to be said. Yes. Because <laughs> we live in this culture where we want to be liked by everyone. We need to be liked by everyone. That's where we get affirmation, mm-hmm. things of that nature. But the reality is, man, not everyone's going to like Chris Harper, and that's okay. Yeah. Not everyone's going to like Adam. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I'm not your cup of tea. That's right. And we can be cordial and we can get along to go along. But at the end of the day, like, I just may rub you differently. That's right. Um, yeah. We uh, may have different styles and that is completely okay. Yes, man. And that's where, like, as I go back to the hype versus the heart, like these two episodes really do have to be taken into account together. Because if, if you're going to hype me up and if I'm going to not let that go to my head and believe I am who I am, a sinner, in need of a savior, that savior's Jesus, I'm um, praise God for any gift that I have. If mm. I'm going to be humble about that, then, then that's going to help me when the hate comes. Yeah. Because it's just going to be like, I'm not who others say I am. I am who you say I am. It's not how I perform. We need both of these right perspectives with the Lord to be able to handle these extremes of the hype and the hate That's right. uh, in the midst of all that. And, and, and that's what I think gets us closer to, as you were talking about, living with that no reputation. Yeah, I, I think about Churchill. There's, there's that story of Churchill's dining at um, some duchess's house, right? And she just doesn't like him. He, he's too much of a man's man, and right. he's kind of rude. And so as, as they're serving the wine, she looks at Churchill and says... You know, if you were my husband, I'd have them poison that wine. And 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 Churchill kind of laughs. He says, "Well, if you were my wife, I'd drink it." I'd drink it. <laughs> so good. That's a man who lived without no reputation. That's right. You don't let the hype go to your head or the hate go to your heart. <laughs> Some people are not going to like my style, and that is okay. That is okay. We could dine together, <laughs> and then we just don't have to ever. Dying together again. (laughs) (laughs) And when we're in heaven together, that's great because all sin will be gone and we're going to, we'll laugh about it uh, when we're in in heaven together. So I love it. Chris, this is, this is super helpful. So relevant for us guys. Cause again, we, we like, we like the praise, but we got to keep that in perspective and then the hate's going to come at some point. And so uh, really helpful stuff today. So as always great to be with your friend. Yeah. Have a good day, man. Hey, Better Man fam, it is Chris Harper, Chief Storyteller and CEO at Better Man. Man, I hope you're loving this podcast as much as we love producing it and sharing on it and getting the word out about Better Man. Did you know that Better Man is largely donor funded? We exist because of the generosity of people like you. So what I'm asking today is that you would go to betterman.com backslash donate. The link is going to be below and consider making a one-time gift to Betterman to help support our ministry. More than that, I would love for you to consider becoming a monthly partner to ensure that we can keep Betterman free and reaching men across the globe. Check it out today.